Does everybody know what time it is? Time. That's right. It's grunt work. Waiting in the sky, he'd like to tell our secrets, and he hopes that we won't mind. There's a tool man waiting in the sky. He's bought a little toy blimp, and he's never once been kind. He told me, let the children lose it. Let the children use it. Let all the children listen to Grunt Work, the only podcast about the TV series (laughs) Home Improvement that got arrested trying to Naruto run into Area 51. I'm your host, Truman TC, the extra true restorial man, Caps, and with me as always is my co-host Landon, the <laughs> man Solano. Um, and now, Landon, yeah, I, I, yeah. first it's good to see you, obviously happy to be <laughs> Likewise, here, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, but I think we should just whip it out right now, get it over with. <laughs> On the count of three, we're, we're going to say if we believe in aliens. Okay. Three, two, one, Yes. It depends on what we're talking about. Oh, man. (laughs) Now my ass is out here in the wind. Okay, Landon, what are we talking about then? Let's qualify it. (laughs) Okay. Statistically, yes, I think there is life as we describe it on the most basic level in this universe, in this whatever you call beyond our universe. Yeah, sure. (laughs) In in this reality. there has to be. I mean, yeah. it's just... It, it would be here's stupid where to say I, there's not. Yeah. Here's where I get tripped up. And I, I don't even have a real definitive answer for this uh, or, or description of this. It's It plays a little bit into my general look outlook on life, uh, which we've talked about earlier in this season, which gets kind of bleak if I get into it too deeply. So comedy <laughs> podcast though, heating up everybody. Trigger even warnings it's, here. It's, I don't see it as a bleak thing. I see it as a very empowering, you know, every moment counts sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I think that it is a fault and I'm not even comfortable using that word, but I think it's I can't think of a better word at the moment. A fault of the human mind of the consciousness that they it has to make meaning of things and i think it puts too much importance on consciousness mm. as a indicator of intelligence and life in the world so i think it's impossible i shouldn't say impossible i think it's it's folly for us to ask are there aliens without investigating our own intention of that to go Am I thinking? Am I asking? And do I believe in little green men? Do I believe in the greys? Do I believe in humanoid intelligence in the way that humans are creatures? That I have a really hard time buying into. But if mm. you're talking about some sort of like space amoeba, <laughs> that, you know, a planet of like lichen that is taken to the surface, yeah, I do. I absolutely believe that. Okay, okay. So so I've got I've got you nailed down on believing in a moss-based alien race. <laughs> I think I think that's yes. a win, honestly. I I mean I to, and I guess I'll clarify since now I, I 
I guess since you gave such a such a a deep and well thought out answer, I should at least clarify. I don't necessarily believe in alien conspiracies, lizard people, You're right, government, yeah. that stuff. Mainly because I pay a lot of attention to the government, and they're not good at keeping secrets, just just <laughs> generally. And we've had. I feel like we've had enough weird presidents at this point who like yeah. would totally tell us if aliens were real that that like <laughs> so there's nothing that I think the government is keeping from us. But yeah, yeah you know, I you know, I just think yeah, you know, yeah, aliens. It makes sense. I mean, <laughs> to just defend myself for half a second, which is to say my dad is super into aliens and super into spaceships and all of this stuff. And so I have had to develop a rational mind about it to counteract him in these conversations he's not full-blown you know conspiracy theory but he's very interested in it i'm very interested in it but in order to to be able to express my own feelings on it uh, i've had to really think about my responses here and and in 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 my defense, when I was young, I discovered at an early age conspiracy theory websites and message boards about Area Fifty One that I was very fascinated with, and would read all this stuff and watch obviously fake videos of alien autopsies, and would, <laughs> it would then go to my parents and be like, "Guys, how can you not believe in aliens? Look, all this stuff is here." And they'd be like, "Well, no, uh, no, that's not. No, that's a." Man you were Tim mask. in this episode. I, I mean, yes, that's basically what I'm saying. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, well, you know what, Landon? Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to make a, an odd suggestion, a bizarre and yeah. off-the-wall suggestion. You referenced Tim, presumably mm-hmm. Tim Taylor, a character yes. on the TV series Home yes. Improvement. What if we actually started discussing the TV series Home Improvement here on this okay. podcast? Well, of ours? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there. You haven't asked me whether or not I've actually seen a UFO, so I guess we'll save that for later in the episode. You want to talk about this week's episode? God damn it! I asked the wrong question. Let's talk about this week's episode, Landon. This week on Home Improvement, what happened? All right. Uh, I hope you are buckled up into your your spaceship harness because here we go. <clears throat> Tim's. F- <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. We exploded on the launch pad right there, folks. <laughs> Abort mission. Oh, man. Right. In case of in case of podcast disaster, the speech that Richard Nixon had ready just in case the moon landing didn't work out. Go on, please. Tim finds out Wilson has seen flying saucers and blue-gray aliens. He tells the gang at Harry's Hardware, and they laugh to Wilson's, Wilson's chagrin. So Wilson gets pissed until Tim studies them and apologizes. Meanwhile, Brad wants to apply at TNA University. Oh, beautiful. 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 <laughs> so that's like what? Four, that was like four stands of four, four haiku. separate haikus. A mega, a mega haiku. The Voltron of haikus. <laughs> there you go. And I think I got everything. No, I think I think you did. You um you uh, you captured this episode in as much detail as possible, really. <laughs> well, do you want to uh guess the last detail that I didn't include, which is the title? Uh yes, I do. It. Uh I have three options for this title. Okay. okay. Uh first option which I'm, which is the worst option. Just get ready. Of course. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just so, so lower your expectations accordingly. Roz Wilson. You know, like Roswell. I, I, I think that one is somewhere in the pit below sea level where the spaceship landed. 
that's good. That's where that's where that one wants to be. It's I, it's I, so advanced <laughs> and perfect that the government needs to secretly study it with their alien uh, alien conspirators. I think they're going to be looking for shrapnel of that one for a little while. I, or, yeah, this is the the people on that Oak Island show you like are finding this yes. shit down in the in that in that mine shaft. Okay, next one. Okay, Alien versus Predatim. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank okay. you. All right, here, here's the thing. I knew, I knew Alien was going to come up. I knew it in my heart. I have to say, you surprised me, because I don't think in the seven seasons we've been doing this, you've done a play on Tim's name. <laughs> I, I haven't, which is going to be even more <laughs> shocking when you hear my next guess. Oh, uh, dear God. <laughs> only Tim will tell. <laughs> Now, um, I mean, not a bad title. I just don't feel like it's super appropriate for this episode. Well, be, because, listen, it's easy to get focused on the alien conspiracy razzle-dazzle of this episode. Yeah. So much as one can call it razzle-dazzle. I think it's, truthfully, it's an insult to razzle-dazzle to describe anything in this episode as <laughs> razzle-dazzle. Uh, yeah. But but the, uh, the emotional subtext of this episode is about Tim betraying Wilson's trust and telling other people something that Wilson wanted him to keep secret. Only mm-hmm. Tim would think that it's okay to tell other people something when he's oh. been explicitly cautioned to keep it a secret. Only, Only Tim, Tim will tell. Will tell. Damn. La- ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I rest my case. <laughs> um, Consider it taken. Yes. <laughs> uh so any of those any of those the one? Uh, no, none of those are the one. I am going to give you a clue this week, though, because I think with a clue, you can get it. Okay. I appreciate your faith in me. I would bet that this place would have a, uh, replica, isn't the right word, um, of a, uh, an alien that has crash-landed somewhere. Uh, what, what, not so, not a replica, but like a, a reproduction. You know, does that make sense? Oh, mm-hmm, like a mannequin style, something yeah. or other. Kind of a wax museum sort of deal, but not that exactly. Is it okay? Now wait, it's not wait, like like Ripley's Believe It or Not or something like that. Ding 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 ding. But wait, Believe Rip- It or Not is the name Believe of this episode. Oh, really? Ugh. <laughs> I, I'm not saying Roz Wilson was good, but believe it or not, like, why couldn't they call I don't it know that the a title has out there? elicited disgust from you before. Now, I'm sure it has. You've been making the show for a while. I think, like, the tools are out there or something. Why am I now suggesting mm-hmm. other titles that I didn't guess? I don't know. I, I just, they, they leaned so hard into X-Files in this episode, and then they don't yeah. go with that for the title. It's mystifying to me, really. <laughs> uh it's true um and i i want to get into x-files talk in a moment uh because x-files were big in the 90s how big were they on april 28th 1998 when this episode premiered i don't know let's uh let's talk about it later uh it was directed by jeffrey nelson and written by john vandergriff and staff writer bruce balacci uh what i found kind of interesting as i was going through the credits this time yeah is that we're getting a lot of like Alzheimer's uh, coming back to direct these episodes. 
We mm-hmm. had this is Jeffrey Nelson. We had uh, Pete Filsinger a little while ago. Peter Bonners obviously has been doing a lot of these. Um, we might. What what if Pasquin came back? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're getting the whole gang back together. They reunite. Yeah. <laughs> they reunite all the gang for one last one last improvement. One last men's kitchen. Um, exactly. Which I I well we'll get to it I, at the beginning of this mm. episode. I thought, oh god, this is where we're going. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely feels like a, feels like a, a, uh, behind the camera reunion, but Landon, what did you think of this episode outside oh, of all that? you son of a bitch. I know, I <laughs> just, snuck, I just capitalized just on your, lo- I didn't in sneak in anywhere. We started to, you, you started talking about how everyone was coming back and I was like, he left me an opening. I'm going to exploit it. What did you all think? Right. You have to tell me your, your, maybe, your thoughts first. Maybe I'm the son of a bitch. Maybe I'm the son of a bitch. I don't. I I don't want to make that suggestion. I mean, you're. I, I haven't met your mother, but she. I've. She sounds like a lovely woman. She raised you, didn't she? Oh God. Okay. Um. My thoughts are all over the place, Truman. To be perfectly honest with you, um, you, you did okay, text we, me. We, we've we front loaded this with alien stuff. So let me start with this one. Bad Tim is back. Yeah, oh, yo, oh, yo, oh, he is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, neighbor. I was, was not a fan of seeing that Tim in this episode. Um, yeah. I, I feel like I've been repeating this over and over and over again, and it's starting to just become a flaw of the show uh, rather than just a personal gripe of mine. Where A, a flaw of our show? No, of Their Home show? Improvement. Oh, okay, where, okay, yes. Our show is flawless. <laughs> naturally <laughs> um where the interesting episodes that belong to certain characters just end up with tim being at the center of it like mm-hmm. i want to go through wilson's journey with yes you know, on this. I, I really want to wrestle with what wilson I said that backwards. <laughs> I don't want to wrestle with Wilson. I want to, I want a Wilson with wrestle, yeah. I, I want to go with Wilson as he wrestles with mm. um being ostracized for, you know, this thing that happened to him. Uh instead we got to go with this like season 2 Tim learning a lesson that like dude, don't fucking make fun of people. That, that, t- Tim learning a lesson what, that what like a, season 7. What what the fuck? The, like a child would have learned this lesson yes. very early in life. Yeah. Yeah. And at the at the very least, at the very least, why couldn't there have been a play on like Wilson is mad at Tim? Who does Tim turn to for advice? <laughs> like that yeah. they didn't even touch on that, which seems yeah, like a no. gimme. Yeah, exactly. It's like what what happens when that system is compromised? Like, how does it then affect everything else in Tim's life? Like <laughs> right. the, the this episode where where the UFO stuff is just a, a catalyst for Tim to fuck up his relationship with Wilson, and then because he doesn't have someone to talk to, Tim is making horrible decisions at work and as a father and as a husband, yep. and realizes, oh shit, I have to go apologize to Wilson. That's a good episode. That's an episode I want to see. <laughs> That's not what we got. No, it's not. It's not an episode that we got at all. <laughs> well, uh, how else did you feel about it? I mean, anything that uh, you want to touch on now before we go into the deep dive? I just in in brief, I first want to apologize for every time that we've ever suggested that an episode was half-assed because this is the <laughs> most half-assed episode 
they've ever done. I don't know, and again, don't forget we did a we did a two part clip show last I a mean, couple seasons ago. Okay, I guess I do respect the audacity of a two parter clip show. And again, <laughs> I, and I I, I want to always put this out there in case this is the episode that some home improvement writer has downloaded to see what we think. I'm not taking shots at the writers. It, like I don't know what your circumstances were or whatever. It like th- just oh boy, this was just not um not to the level or or the quality that that I we've seen in other episodes in the past couple seasons. Um I, I don't the, know why you play it towards the middle of the line anymore. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, mean it's it's, a, it's like, a badly written episode. <laughs> It's Listen, a bad John Vandergriff has done some great stuff on this show before. I, you know, I, yes. I think he. This is just is not one of his best. I just, I just try to picture like if forty years from now I'm doing whatever I'm doing in forty years, and I see that oh, there's these two dudes who are like going back through old podcasts, yeah. and reviewing podcasts that old thing that was popular in the past, and then they've yeah. done a grunt work episode. And out of basic curiosity, I download it, and they're both going like, "Fuck these guys, man! <laughs> they're 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 like not pro robot rights. They're not woke like us or whatever. Like I, you know, I don't want yeah. any of the writers to like sound like just a couple of young." bucks riffing on them when anyway um, <laughs> I, I don't think you have any control over that <laughs> and they're I, going to do it regardless so i say just embrace my, it i'd be like my, no man my fucking ther- grunt work you're right it was of its time and i would not do it at all the way that i did it then that i would today yeah so we're just just a preemptive mea culpa for for anything that happens <laughs> anything else that happens on this show most of the things that will happen on this show have already happened based on where we are in the season um the only other thing <laughs> Yeah, this was thing. the first time in years that I found myself wishing that I was watching Muppet Babies instead of Home Improvement. And <laughs> then it wow. made me think back to that Muppet Babies episode we watched for April Fool's Day in like 2018, yes. where a UFO lands and a space alien visits the <laughs> Muppet Babies. And um, I don't know, man, the truth is out there. That's all I'm saying. The truth is That's out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I Now, I gotta be... Honest, I'm not so surprised that Home Improvement is doing an Alien episode. Um, I mean, it seems like it's not as popular, obviously, as the Halloween episodes. Uh, you know, no. that every sitcom has one. But I've seen enough Alien episodes on other sitcoms. There's a very popular one from the Golden Girls where Rose thinks she sees one and Dorothy sees it at the end and it's a whole thing. Ooh. Uh, it's a great, that, that one, one is actually a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to get taken up onto that flying saucer and probed by some of those cute little green man. Uh, I don't remember what Blanche's reactions are in that episode. Probably, if, if she doesn't talk about probes, I'll eat my hat. I don't even, I, I will buy a hat to eat it, but that's definitely getting in there. Well, just be careful. I mean, as per our Knights episode where I talked about Werner Herzog, he said that he would eat his shoe if Errol Morris made his first feature film. And Errol Morris made his first feature film, and there's a short film called <laughs> Werner Herzog Eats His Shoe, where he boils his shoe and eats it. So just be prepared about that. Okay, well, the the difference between me and Werner Herzog is that I am not a man of my word. I will say whatever the fuck I want to say <laughs> and not follow up on it. I am not okay. remotely trustworthy. I once told a person I was going to go to their birthday party, and then I went and saw the movie Ted instead, as we so memorably revealed on this podcast. Yeah. So no one should put any think, stock in anything I say. I, I think there are some people still waiting for your trumpet solo of the Home Improvement theme song. Yeah, yeah, you know, we'll get there. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it any day now. <laughs> that was the Maybe season 
I'll do that in the last episode. I'm promising, and you know you can trust me. I'll do it in the last episode. <laughs> oh, dear God. Let's get into this episode, because I want to get out of it as soon as possible. Nice. Okay, great energy for this podcast. Get ready, everybody. We're doing it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's put on our tinfoil hats, go to the tallest peak with our mashed potatoes, put our hands in the air with our index and peaky fingers outstretched, and nanu nanu to the deep dive. Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah, like the Vulcan thing. I'm looking at my index and pinky finger right now. That's clever. That's no, a good that's, way to describe no, that's, it. That's the Mark and Mindy thing. The Vulcan oh, thing is when you outstretch oh. your middle and ring finger fr- apart from each other. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I don't even know. Man, I got my science fiction mixed up. Talk about something from <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. Then I'll know your deep cut knowledge. Okay, so. So, uh, we start <laughs> on, I was trying to think of Planet Cylon and... Uh, I've never seen Battlestar Galactica, so <laughs> outer references. I don't. I'm not sure that they. I'm not sure that the Cylons have. They, they they mostly just live on their base stars. They do occupy the planet Caprica after launching the nuclear attack on the twelve colonies. But um, eh, anyway, exterminate. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. Basically, basically, same flavor. Uh, okay. Okay. So. All right. Yes. So we start on Tool Time. It's Men's Convenience Week, and it's oh, all boy. about things that you can control with a remote. Uh, Tim and Al come out on remote-controlled recliner chairs that are motorized, and they talk about how remote controls are great for TVs, and then Tim shows off a a remote-controlled blimp straight out of the uh, Sharper Image catalog, and uh, then Tim (laughs) plays a just unnecessarily complicated prank on Al where he gives him some virtual reality goggles, quote-unquote, and there (laughs) is... Yeah, I know. I, I kind of forgot about it until I was looking at the section of my notes. Um, and then there's an NFL, there's an NBA player out there, and yep. there's basketball. Um, and and maybe you're thinking that wasn't very in depth, Truman. And let, we'll we'll talk about it starting now. Um, okay, I'm gonna start with the the uh, personal story first because it's short. Okay, uh, we got front row seats to a Pistons game around this era. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, I would love to look at my journals from this time because I seem to remember a correlation between Grant Hill appearing on this episode and when we went to this Pistons game and he landed in my mom's lap <laughs> trying to what? save a ball from going out of bounds. <laughs> and you just leaned leaned over and said, you were much better than either of the Andrettis on that home improvement episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we see where he stands in your uh, cameo corner for the end of the year. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, uh, I mean, not not the greatest by any means, but uh, I don't know. I, I I liked it. He he was. I guess I grade athletes on a curve. Maybe that's the real thing. <laughs> um, okay, I I have something else I want to talk about. I'm gonna put it out. Just the word, and then I want your reaction. Okay. All right. Lazy boys. Like lazy boys in general, or the motorized yes. lazy boys they write out. On? Either uh, whatever your reaction is. Uh, my reaction difficult to get out of um (laughs) and never allowed in our home growing up because my parents had had my parents were two frasers who did not want a big comfy chair in the house like that so it was one it was something we never had but whenever i went over to a friend's house and their dad had one i would always want to sit in it because that was not the kind of thing i could get at home it's a weird piece of furniture Mm-hmm. Now, we were the family that had 
lazy boys growing up, and I like most can't. Not like that's a weird thing to have. Like we were weird for not having one. Well, I don't know. I don't. That's what I want to question. Like my grandfather. Like if you were putting an action figure together of him, it would be him. Even though he was a very you know athletic and able guy, he the action figure would be him sitting in his maroon lazy boy chair in front of Matlock. <laughs> I mean, that's that's great. He worked he worked hard and was active all those years to earn his matlock time in the comfy chair. <laughs> I don't know when though it the lazy boy went from being a retired piece of furniture, something for retired people, to like the boomers getting it at home. <laughs> like, were they so I, overworked that they just came home from you know their jobs and were like, I just need to relax in this lazy boy. I mean, it's I, I, it's an ugly piece of furniture. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't think the aesthetics were ever the main concern with the lazy boy. It was all about, uh, I want to pull a lever that makes me be lying <laughs> down without me having it's to the move lever. muscle. Yeah, it, it's, it, it, that's why I wanted to have this conversation. I wouldn't have come to that on my own, but of course that's the appeal. It's the lever. Yeah, yeah. It's like it can be it can be a normal, somewhat upright chair, but then you can you can put it into deluxe mode when you want to really seriously relax. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, it it I feel like there's I can't really name anything else that is indicative of this trend, but I feel like there isn't there a trend of 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 stuff that is initially made for like hospitals or convalescent homes working its way into the mainstream waterbeds. I, th- I feel like waterbeds were initially designed <laughs> for people who yeah. like were on sleep bed number rest beds or something like that. Sleep number beds. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you know, and it's like, Oh yeah, this is just for sick people who have to spend all their time in bed. And then people who don't necessarily have to spend all their time in bed, see it and are like, Ooh, I could spend a lot of quality time in bed if I had that. <laughs> So maybe the lazy boy is just part of the same uh, part I of that think same it is. process. Well, and, and you came to my place so often out in LA, and I had one for a long time, and it yeah sat in the corner. It sat, it was all over the place, and it was a very active I, lazy boy. By the end of you know when I got rid of it, I was like I was very ready to get rid of it, and when I'm thinking back on when I got it, I'm like I don't know what exactly the appeal was of getting it. I don't know if it was the comfort of watching TV and movies in a Lazy Boy, or I, I I don't know. All I know is that now I don't think you could pay me to take a Lazy Boy, purely because the space that it takes up it isn't worth it, or or like that, or it... it's just it's it's ugly. It doesn't fit in with anything. It doesn't it doesn't uh, uh, I don't know unless you have like the space. It it just doesn't fit into a space very well. There. As I said, very ugly. They're always kind of blousy and puffy. That <laughs> well, yeah, that's is... that's what comfort looks like, Landon. <laughs> and I got to be honest, I don't like, I don't like the lever aspect. The movie theater here in Wisconsin. This has been a big change for me. <laughs> is oh yeah, this, yeah, no more seats, hoity-toity theaters. Yeah, the seats here have a like motorized leg lift on it, mm-hmm. and. You said, you know, medical establishment earlier, and it's funny you say that because all I see when I go to the theater is, like, everybody has their feet up, and I just see a row of hospital beds, (laughs) and I sit there, and I feel like the odd man out because I never put mine up, and I just sit there with my legs crossed, uh... You can can cross your legs with them elevated. I do it all the time at the theater. It's amazing. Well, you know, like, knee over knee. 
Mm, 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 mm-hmm. I still do it. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know why I'm going on so much about Lazy Boys. I just, I, 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 I think it's a trend that we've never questioned. <laughs> and I wonder how much we actually like them. I mean, I, I look, I, I thought for a long time about getting one for my office, and uh, I was not, uh, I, I, like, what, what did me, uh, what, what kept me from, from pulling the trigger on it was just realizing, like, oh, wait, I need a lot more space for this, because it's not just the size of the right. Lazy Boy, then it's like, it needs to be, you can't set it up against a wall, because it needs to be able nope. to extend fully, so I'd have to put it in the yep. middle of the room. It's a, it's a gleefully inefficient, uh, way to uh, way to sit i have to say it like it takes up a lot of space it's it's <laughs> which is why i think it's like indicative of like boomer furniture it's just you you need the space it's very inefficient and it's all about luxury and comfort yeah yeah no it's uh and probably in some way bad for the environment it's made out of uh it's made out of asbestos uh you know it it shoots out lead fumes to poison the brains of every child in the area um, All right, we don't have to talk about okay. Lazy Boys anymore. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to talk about Lazy Boys anymore. Although the boys in this episode make a lot of very lazy jokes uh, about yes. women in particular. How, uh, you know, this week we're talking about uh, things that make men's lives easier. And Tim just volunteers, yesterday it was wives with laryngitis. <sighs> <laughs> Which, when he goes on a diversion just a, a few seconds after this... Uh, yeah, so Tim says something a little... Okay, I don't know what this note means, but it says, can we get back to the show? Heaven forbid we do something entertaining. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, because Tim goes on a, a little thing in a second here, and, and Al says, can we get back to the show? And Tim's like, heaven forbid we do something entertaining for the, the audience, yet everything he's doing is not getting a reaction from the audience. Like, even the audience isn't very entertained by what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't seem like... it. Yeah, it, it seems... Because also Tim's antics in this episode, the the pacing on it is really weirdly off. Like when he's yeah, one of the things that he's showing off with with the remote control is the remote control blimp. Um, that he's attached it, it, a camera to, so it's you know, it, it, yeah, <laughs> the, like the flying probes. Yeah, Pr- probes. I, I meant drones. Yeah, uh, well, no, I mean it was. Uh, Whoa! I, I think. Where did that come from? <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> not, not ever something I think about. Sweat um, drop, pull my collar. Uh, but if you ever, if you, if as a youngster you ever looked at the at the sharper image catalog, I think I referenced this already. But uh, but deep in the back of the magazine for a for an exorbitant price that that certainly my mom would never allow us to spend, you could get this little helium blimp that you could remote control and fly around your house. And I feel like this is exactly that blimp. Yeah. And the the episode seems to a big chunk of the episode seems to have been reverse engineered from what if we bought that blimp? <laughs> you know what? It's the same thing when they had, the, <laughs> had that uh, massage chair where we discussed you know sitting in it and getting the jolt like oh don't don't touch me down there. Remember that back in the um, the sports store episode. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we yeah. talked about them going to the mall and, and finding that at a sharper image. They just, they said, my God, we got an entire episode out of that. Let's go back to sharper image and find another episode. 
we can buy this stuff for the production. I mean, they're basically doing what Tim does now, where he will he will find a way to incorporate tool time into his home life so that he can uh, get the show to pay for the renovations. The people writing the show are using home improvement as an excuse to buy cool shit out of dumb catalogs. Yeah, um, they were living the life back when Wes was producing the show. They were able to do his entire office. Uh, yes, absolutely. I'm sure that if we went to any of the home improvement producers' homes now, a lot of those, like, you know, solid, solid, clear pillars and everything would still be there. Um, or the gigantic floating globe. Um, yes. But Tim is flying this remote control blimp around, I guess, to demonstrate other remote controlled things that make men's lives easier. And. There's just so many long shots of the blimp just kind of piloting around, and it's long, empty silences of shots of the blimp, and nothing yeah. happens. Like, watching a blimp go around isn't in inherently interesting in any way. No. Nope. It's, um... It's, so it's, it's, very, it's very weird on a pacing level, and then that it ends with... He, he takes it over to where a couple of production assistants are, like, smoking indoors, and he yells at one of them to... Th- throw out that butt and the guy flicks the cigarette at the blimp and then we just cut to footage of the Hindenburg exploding and it's like I mean and then Tim Tim just uh, I'm gonna rail on the writing on this episode because it's it's not good Tim instead of making some sort of wordplay or like actual joke just says oh the humanity which is the line I mean which is the line (laughs) which is also the line that 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 the commentator watching the Hindenburg blow up sh- shouted because he was scared about the like 30 people who died in that footage you just showed it. Like they, like they smash cut to basically a snuff film for a oh very weak, like oh God. very weak joke. Cut uh, to the challenger explosion. Uh, you know, I, mm, uh, let's, let's put a pin in this podcast for five years. and It'll make a nine 11 joke here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was a wild bit. That was uh, that was interesting that they went that far and reached for that. Um, and uh, no, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack this real quick for uh, dude. I just said we weren't gonna do 9/11 stuff. Come on, <laughs> sorry, man. my bad. Okay, I, sorry. I'll wait five years and then I'll hijack it. Yeah. Uh, in order for this to make any lick of sense for myself, as much as I love Richard Carnes' commitment to the bit. And his performance skills to make me laugh, even when it's contrived. Uh, this bit with the virtual reality, I have to point toward my theory that this is written by both Tim and Al. Now, mm. I'm going to give you a little bit of evidence here that is visual. Uh, I'm not going to send you anything. But when Tim is talking about the virtual reality... It's supposed to, it kind of plays like the subtitle bits with like what Al doesn't know is before the show, yeah. Tim dot, 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 dot. Yeah, yeah. So Tim basically just gives Al a pair of sunglasses and Al's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, the circuitry in these must be so tiny. I can't imagine. And then he like puts them on. He's like, wow, everything looks so realistic. And then Tim gives him a glove and he puts this glove on and Tim gives this line, oh, it's made of the finest blah, 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 mm-hmm. techno babble. And Tim, on the surface, plays like Tim can't believe how stupid Al is. We know Al isn't this stupid. Yeah. What I think this potentially could read as is this is a bit that Al wrote that Tim doesn't think is funny, and therefore he has to ham it up 
to Al's reactions to act like he's stupid. Okay. You know, given how into this Al is and how much Al is selling this and the kind of contempt that Tim seems to have for it, that actually, for the first time, I'm starting to buy into your theory that they are both writing these gags. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, you got me. You got me. You hooked me on this one. Because definitely, Al is being so over the top. You know, he he tells him, okay, you're going to have this virtual reality experience. It's like going one-on-one with Grant Hill. Virtual reality is where you become the remote control, which is the most tenuous of, uh, (laughs) of connections to what they've already been talking about. But they... Yeah, he gives him the the Ray-Bans and he gives him like an old work glove and it's like, oh, this looks just like the, just like the, the work glove that, that disappeared out of my locker. And he puts the glove on and then hands him a, a basketball and has Grant Hill, the basketball player, come out. And Al is just running around wearing these goggles going like, oh my God, you can actually dribble. Oh, it's so cool. And it's... But the I thing don't know. is, he, he's touching, he only has one glove on, but he's touching the ball with both hands. So like, I know. What the, like, the, there's a level of stupidity you have to buy in L that is just uh, too much for my suspension of disbelief this far yes. into the show. Yes. I mean, we'll buy them getting shrunk down to four inches tall. But <laughs> I will. I absolutely we will. not will. take. Yes, because they both seem they to believe that. They haven't established the rules before that that people couldn't be four inches tall. So Yes, there's nothing in the rule book that says it can't happen. Yet um, you have shown me that Al is smarter than that, so I can't go backwards like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Al tries to shoot. Grant Hill blocks it. And then when Grant Hill knocks Al to the ground, well, first he says, I guess flannel men can't jump. That's what Grant Hill says, which... That's what he says. That's what he says. Those, those are words that came out of his mouth. And then Al on the ground goes, wow, that really hurt. And Tim goes, it was just virtual pain. And from that joke, we go to the opening credits. And it's like a virtual reality uh, transition to the theme credits. Now, now that really hurt. It was just virtual pain. That is a variation on an actual exchange between Neo and Morpheus in the Matrix. (laughs) I just want us all to think about it. I'm not trying to kick off any new fan theories or anything. Listen, I'm just saying if, if they're going to do a die, fifth, <laughs> if they're yeah. going to do a fifth Matrix, and they don't cast Richard Karn as the Carpenter, <laughs> what are we even doing here? <laughs> you know, you die on Tool Time, you die in real life. You know, that's uh, <laughs> because because why do why do the machines enslave humanity? They want to use us for power. More power! Exactly. That's the that's the the Colonel Sanders ass dude who's running the whole thing. That's that's he's just sitting there <laughs> grunting the whole time. <sighs> um, right, this episode came out almost a year before the Matrix. Are you saying that? Oh, the Matrix has oh. no improvement to think. Wow. I, uh, I don't know I mean, what's happening over there. Well, it's, oh yeah, you're right. Actually, if you're if you're not seeing me bent over clutching my face, you probably think something else is happening. It's just, <laughs> it's just. I'm sorry. It's just hard for me to 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 wrap my mind around that a thing like this was happening in culture a year before a thing like The Matrix. <laughs> right. Like it's just it's getting harder for me to divorce the time period home improvement was happening in with kind of sort of the cultural time period we're living in now. I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's a whole other podcast about how okay. things in the past are in the past. Uh, so, 
<laughs> opening the, credits. Go from the theme song to the backyard. Uh, Tim has the blimp um, back home because just as the home improvement writers are writing checks on ABC's dime, Tim is writing checks on Binford's dime. Woo! Uh, <laughs> He sends the blimp drone over to Wilson's side of the fence and uh, gives Wilson a, a scare. Um, he says, oh, wow. Uh, well, basically it comes out here that Wilson has seen a real, real UFO. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tim's like, come on, that's just a little bit out there. Uh, oh, my God. Why am I so bad at synopsizing individual oh, scenes? I, mean, I, I think okay. it's the way I take notes. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe it's that. I also think that it might just be this episode is kind of I okay. Mean, you're, let me because you're hitting it. Yeah. Let me let me synopsize this. I'm not gonna look at my notes. I'm just gonna synopsize from my brain for what this scene is. Tim sends this drone over. It reminds Wilson of an incident from his past. It comes out that he has seen a UFO. Tim doesn't really believe him and says, "You don't really believe in that shit, do you?" Uh, but he gets Wilson to admit the story, and Tim just doesn't take him seriously. That's the scene. Yeah. What do yeah. you got to talk about? Uh, first thing I want to talk about, cameo from one of my favorite, uh, character actors on Home Improvement. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the mysterious phone pole that occasionally is in the backyard and occasionally <laughs> is not. It's not. It's, it's, it's in the backyard this week. Uh, maybe the aliens put the phone pole there. I, Who knows? I'm also going to say I, there's a tree now very close to Wilson's house, uh, that I don't remember seeing before. I mean, it's, mm. it's like a foot away from Wilson's house to the point where its roots would 100% be breaking through its foundation. I mean, it, I wouldn't put it past Wilson though, to like buy a full on Sequoia and plant it in his backyard. Like that might've just been the episode Maybe. we could have watched this week, but instead we got this. <laughs> I, I would have preferred Sequoia work to this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Wilson is, when when Wilson sees the the blimp flying over, he is startled by it and unhappy about that quote that flying baked potato. And well, I agree with Wilson that one should be uh, unhappy when a blimp with a camera is piloted over their backyard. Also, Wilson does weird shit in his yard all the time. I don't know how much of a leg he has to stand on being like, oh, a remote-controlled blimp? That's too weird for me, neighbor. I mean, come on, Wilson. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. I, it, <laughs> I'm sure he has at least 18 rooms in that house that are weirder than a blimp with a camera on it. I mean, he has a room with a parrot in it. I mean... That's a parrot is weirder than a blimp. A parrot is an animal that can mimic your speech perfectly that will probably live longer than you. That is a way weirder <laughs> thing to have than a blimp. Yeah, that's right. Parrot owners come at me. There's a guy in my apartment complex who owns a parrot. It's weird as shit. This so is, this get is me holding it. up a care of grunt work sign. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to have it just just my 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 uh, car will be covered in shit in the morning. Jokes on you. It's not my car. It's my girlfriend's car. She's going to have to wash the parrot shit off it. Um, oh, Lord. Have you have you got have you got any uh, what, what jumps out at you in this wonderful scene? Uh, a couple things. Um, when Wilson mentions it being a flying baked potato and it, it just comes up, uh, Wilson says that he mentioned something about a ship. This is where I got thrown off with my synopsis. And Tim goes, oh, yeah? Was that a Forbidden Planet or the Day of the Earth stood still? And he's like, no, I've seen a real UFO. And uh, that's where, where it kind of comes out. I like that Tim threw out some classic sci-fi there. 
I, I mean, again, Tim's favorite movie is Spartacus. He apparently is secretly a, a, a cineast. <laughs> I, I just, I, I guess I want to live in the home improvement universe where I can go see the movies I know and love, uh, but also go see Bayonet Hell. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a whole whole subsection of movies that don't exist in our reality that uh, that do, that do there, or, or all those other Hitchcock films that are all about uh, home repair and things like that. <laughs> in this universe, Hitchcock never existed. <laughs> yes, the the birds is just an instructional film about how to keep birds from nesting uh, underneath the gutters of your house, or it's about parrots and it stars Wilson. Oh God! Well, I'm not gonna see that. Um, I don't know. Actually, maybe I will. I saw the movie Polly, which is about a parrot, and I liked that. Oh, I was a child at the time, admittedly. Um, oh, my. Truman, here's a question I have for this yes. scene. Wilson has seen a UFO. Yes. Have you seen a UFO? You know, I have not. One time when I was in New Zealand as a child, I uh, saw something that I briefly thought was a UFO, but I think it was just like a large inflatable, like helium-filled balloon of some sort that had gotten untethered hmm. and was very... It was a weather balloon, basically, what the government wants me to think. Um, <laughs> did, 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 did the men in black come and wipe your brain with a big flash? Uh, <laughs> that's what you remember from that? You know, I truthfully don't remember a lot from my childhood, but that could also be because of my remarkably heavy marijuana consumption during my early 20s. So, uh, you know, I meant in black to myself. I, I, the, the, gov- the government, the government has had so many funding cuts that the men in black aren't there anymore. They just legalized weed so that I would neuralize myself and forget all my alien encounters. Uh, we are you, the men in green. Hey, uh, have you seen uh, a UFO? I would say I wouldn't describe it as a UFO. I would describe it as the government does as a unidentified aerial phenomenon. Mm, and okay. I have a reason for saying that because I didn't see a ship. I didn't see anything in the sky necessarily. But one time driving from where I lived in Michigan to Grand Valley, which is basically I have to drive the entirety of the state going westward, oh. and you pass long, long stretches of farmland. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and that's, that's this was, peak alien country. I was. It was late at night. It, it, this is the the thing with the, all these alien stories is that they're always in an isolated area where there's no other witnesses but yourself. Yeah. So I was driving down um, whatever that road was, ninety four maybe. It's been a long time since I've been in Michigan, uh, and what I saw it was nighttime, so obviously couldn't see much in the sky. But I saw maybe about a quarter mile inland, uh, and this was like no lakes, no nothing, um, a light shoot from the sky down to the ground and back up into the sky. Oh. Just real fast, like, like just fast. Just just stop it in real quick to grab something and back in the air. (laughs) Exactly. Like if an alien like forgot their keys at home and like, oh, just let me leave the car running, leave my door open. I'm just going to run inside real quick. Oh, shit, what did I walk into this room to get? I am so forgetful. (laughs) Take me to Uh, your, oh, goddammit, who do I want you to take me to? I'm so sorry, this is so embarrassing. (laughs) Now it's the aliens smoking too much. Um, Who was that one actor? You know the one I'm talking about. Oh, man, he was in that movie with that other actor. Oh, I think they were unjustified. Now you're just selling my dad. Yeah, I, I was um, actually. That's my. That, well, I mean, are you saying that you're you're 
I don't know. My parents my parents are aliens. What was the name of that movie? My stepdad is an alien. Stepmother is an alien. Okay, well, there you go. If only our parents were, you know, not still <laughs> together. Go on. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the whole story. I don't know what it was. It, probably a natural explanation. Uh, no one was with, with me when I saw it. No one was on the road when I saw it. It just was a thing that happened. And, you know, like, in, in Michigan, it's very easy to see, like, uh, when whenever there would be, like, some sort of, like, uh, dealership having a big gala event or something where you'd see the spotlights going across the air. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. so I, I was very familiar with what those were growing up, and this was not that. It was just a, a quick thing in the sky. I went, and then it was gone. It never came back. I never saw it again. I mean, maybe it was like, maybe it was just like some kind of, kind of alien dare. Like, I dare you to touch the, touch the earthling soil for one second. Bet you won't. Bet you won't. <laughs> just alien sleepover. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you, if you, if you look into, if you look into a darkened hyper mirror and you say human beings, human beings, human beings, uh, a human will actually appear behind you and you have to touch the soil outside their farm. If if I had my windows down, I would have heard some PA system going. It is ten thirty p.m. You should be asleep. <laughs> Don't make me come down there. If I hear you again, man, being uh, being an alien uh, seems really honestly pretty terrible. I mean, it's all just like forgetting things and having to get after your kids to stop making a fuss. <laughs> This is what I, I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. We take these things for granted. Yes. What do we call into what is actual intelligence? It is it is the ability to forget uh, your keys and have to go back down to Earth to get them. Um, I I want to call out one other thing because I don't have okay. any UFO in, in, encounters to talk about where when Tim is talking to Wilson about this and, and drawing him out on the subject, he says, did you see any little green men? And Wilson goes, well, they were bluish, and I didn't see any sexually distinguishing features. And there's a reaction from the audience, kind of a stir at the word sexually distinguishing features. Stir. But I hear just very softly, there's like one guy amid this stirring just kind of goes, whoa. Like you just hear one guy in the audience. Folks, folks, go find the episode and listen to it on the laugh track. It's worth it. Just one guy just going like, whoa. Like his mind is just subtly blown. It's his... I just don't know if the woe is in reaction to the fact that Wilson is being woke and not assuming the gender of the aliens, or if he's just, his mind is so blown that Wilson saw blue aliens that he had to, or it's Keanu Reeves uh, rehearsing for his big line in the Matrix, which would come out next year. (laughs) One of those three. Or maybe Keanu saw this episode and was subconsciously influenced by it. <laughs> the, the Wachowskis are saying, "Okay, now, now you you need to because we're going to do this in post." Uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne has just backflipped across the chasm between the buildings, so you need to just act like you've seen that. And Keanu's like, "Dudes, it's fine. I'll just think about that episode of Home Improvement where we find out that Wilson saw aliens." Whoa. Uh, anyhow, oh my God, here we are. All right, let's get on with this episode. Yeah, let's uh, we get, get a yeah. uh, UFO transition back to inside. This is where Brad is looking at college catalogs. What happens? Yeah, he is looking at uh, catalogs for colleges, just in case his college scholarship for soccer doesn't work out. He's looking at places like the University of Hawaii, Cancun College, Virgin Islands State, um, and uh, and Randy notices that all of these colleges seem to be in uh, tropical locales with beautiful women. Uh, and... Then Tim comes in and tells Jill about what Wilson was saying, and uh, 
you know, Tim finds out that Jill does believe in aliens, and Tim thinks that she's a nut, and Randy agrees with Tim, but also does not like that he and Tim are in agreement. Uh, and then we get one of the first of many absolutely horrifying alien transitions. <laughs> so um, many. They they built that alien puppet and they're like, we spent an inordinate amount of time on this alien puppet. We have to use it for every transition in this episode. We're going to claim we, we we're going to claymation animate this thing, right? Like it's it's important to me. I spent so much time. Um, there is some poor animator out there has a closet full of aliens, a small Tim. <laughs> One of Tim's sperms. Oh, just God. <laughs> taking up storage space somewhere. Just think about that when you go to bed at night. I, I would, there's, I would, a, there's a singing sun somewhere. Dup, 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 dup. Uh, that, and, and the person who made it is regretting that he got a job doing that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what, what, do you, what do you got, Landon? What do you got? What are you thinking about these, this, this particular scene? Uh, not too much. Um, I do find it interesting that nobody believes uh, Wilson at all. Uh, Jill, Jill's the only one who kind of sticks up for him, but like even Randy walks in, who's usually open minded, and he like gives the like thumb to thumb to mouth, you know, as he's been drinking sort of gesture. Uh, I don't know. No one, no one believes in them, and Tim, Tim is very scoffy in this. Yes, like I, I was about to chalk up the Tim to just the tool time episode and be like, Oh, thank God that's over. Let's just get on with, you know, regular Tim now. But he brings that energy back into this episode. It's just, it's just like his natural state of being. And there is a war every episode in the writer's room to try and keep this version of Tim (laughs) under wraps. And this episode we lost, you know, uh, uh, whoever wins, we lose, uh, you know, alien risk predator. Uh, so I will say Jill maybe Jill knows something. I mean, she's been moving around from military base to military military base her entire life and and was smoking a bunch of weed in college, so that that could also affect it. Or she was yeah. the, the men her, in black had come for her and given her an ounce of of Maui Wowie. Wasn't the the colonel in the Air Force? Oh, was he? I thought he was I, in I thought he was an army guy, but uh, uh I Well, I, we know that we we know that uh, uh, Al was Navy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I thought mean, it was Air Force. I could be wrong. Yeah, no, but you probably aren't. You tend to pay better attention than me. Um, so when <laughs> something that this scene does that gave me a flashback to last week's episode, which listeners will remember, we also weren't super keen on. Tim yeah. comes in and spends a big chunk of this scene just explaining to Jill. Everything that he and Wilson just bad. talked about. Yeah. It's bad writing. Guys. It's a bad, badly written episode. Why are you doing this? You you don't <laughs> have to do this, and you know you don't have to do this. It was, wasn't even coming back from a commercial break. No. No, it wasn't. It's just like, hey, if you were if you were in the next room getting a, get a, jolt, a jolt cola or something, <laughs> uh, now you can sit down and get a quick recap. Um, I did like one, one joke here, though, where, where you know, Randy... Randy voices his skepticism about aliens as well, despite Jill believing mm-hmm. in them. And Tim puts his arm around Randy and says, well, now we know who the sane members of this family are. And Randy just looks at him with huge contempt and goes, don't lump me in with you. And I love it. <laughs> it's real nice. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the only salve against him in this episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so, so then we get the terrifying alien transition that puts up a top-secret thing and takes us to Harry's hardware, where Tim comes in to pick up a saw blade that he's ordered. Uh, who's, Tim... who's there? Who, who's in the hardware store, Landon? Do I hit? <laughs> Come on, come on, synopsize it. Yeah, yeah, Marty is there. Yeah, there's someone else though. Who's Marty talking to? Fucking Benny's there. Yeah, I'm Uh, sorry. He's talking to Benny. Harry, Harry's not though. That's good. Um, Mm -hmm. Tim asks Marty and Alien about Benny about about aliens. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's that's how insidious the alien infiltration is in this episode. You don't even notice that he's talking to an alien. He talks to the guys about aliens, and uh, Benny basically says he wants to fuck one. Uh, mm-hmm. They yeah. make fun of uh, Wilson's story when Tim mentions it. Then, of course, cue Wilson to come in, and uh, Tim's like, don't say anything, don't say anything. And what do they do? Benny goes over there and just fucking says something. Yep. <laughs> they make fun of Wilson. Wilson gets pissed. That's the episode. I mean, that is the episode, but it's also the scene. Yeah, that's the scene. That's the episode. Um, Yeah, so... But there is a lot of talk in in great detail about having sex with an alien. Like, like oh, Tim asks, yes. you know, do you guys believe in alien life? Benny says, I hope aliens exist, so then I'd have a chance with another species. And then Marty and Tim are joking around and going like, oh, yeah, you could imagine holding her eight-fingered hand, staring into that one big eye, trying to figure out which set of lips to kiss. And Benny goes, I know you're messing with me, but I'm still getting a little hot. And it's... <laughs> Like so gross. It's just like I a little more subversive than I was expecting for ABC. <laughs> like like, hey, uh, Benny, who you're looking at right now. Well, I want you to know that he is sexually aroused right now. And what got him to that point? Well, thinking about sleeping with an alien, folks. I, I hope Benny lived I mean, long I, I enough. Wanna, I hope Benny I lives long enough to out. see Deviant Art. That's that's what I want for him. <laughs> what you just described is what Dan Aykroyd has built his career on. <laughs> True, true. <laughs> Slubby guy getting off on the idea of a hot alien. <laughs> yeah, I'm still getting a little hot, so I'm going to cool off with some of this vodka here that comes inside a crystal skull. <laughs> oh, my God. Then I'm going to log oh. on to the internet and look at some pictures of Sonic the Hedgehog being pregnant. It's over on my favorite website, <laughs> DeviantArt. Fucking hate Benny so much. Ace, he's not. He's not good. He's in fact quite bad. Um, <sighs> but here's how bad this episode is. I don't even like Marty here. I mm. always fucking like Marty, even though Marty is pretty often a huge asshole. He's still just a more likable asshole. <laughs> yeah. In this one, he's like he's more Benny <laughs> than yeah. Marty. I don't like it. Well, it's because it's because when we get there, he's already been hanging out with Marty. Like much like uh, yeah. tofu, he kind of just takes on the flavor of whatever he's been marinating in. So he's been here's hanging a, out with with uh, Benny. That's that. Here's a thought: because they they when Tim enters the uh, hardware store, he asks Al, "Where's Harry? Harry's doing something with Dolores." Okay, and they make a big fucking joke. Oh God, he's in prison, hanging out with Dolores. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, take that, Dolores. <laughs> best character on this show um i'm wondering if all of marty's lines were written for harry and that blake clark just couldn't do the episode last minute and so they Mm. brought william o'leary on and didn't change anything except add the line that harry wasn't in town because why else (laughs) why else even have that line about harry not being there 
Yeah, I mean, you don't really need to explain why Harry isn't at Harry's Hardware. Like, Al works there, so Al is manning yeah. the till. I, I was not wondering where Harry was. <laughs> just a thought. Just a thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something to something to get your get your mind going. Um, let's see. We, we should also mention uh, the mailman comes in, and uh, he also knows about Wilson's uh, alien stuff, which makes Tim or it makes him even more pissed at um, at Tim. I, I do want to mention. Oops, hit the microphone. Sorry. Uh oh. I do want to mention that the mailman is played by Milt um, Kennedy, who <laughs> Milton Kennedy, who. We've seen many times on the show before. Yeah. And he doesn't do his catchphrase here. Wait, does he not go in for that sort of thing? <laughs> Apparently in this episode he does. Because wow. he doesn't say that he doesn't. I mean, yeah, that... Damn it. Okay, I know that I've been critical of that catchphrase before, but now I'm already thinking of, like, so many circumstances where it would be great. Like, like you know... yeah, Talking you know, about just, fucking an alien? Well, yeah, like like Benny's saying, like, yeah, you know, you get up there, and then she probes you, and then he turns around, and the mailman is standing there, and he goes, I don't go in for that sort of thing. That would be funny. I mean, funnier, I guess. Grading, again, on a curve. Um, this, is, this is larger than the curvature of the Earth at this point. Well, you know that's that's actually that's actually a government uh, conspiracy that the Earth is round, Landon. Oh, okay. uh, there's some very in, very informative uh, TikToks I can show you. Um, that is interesting that they used Mort Kennedy, but not for the not for the bit that he always does. And I I'm I don't know why they made that choice. I I don't either. Uh, uh, we get another. Do you have anything else for that scene? One one line that's good. Okay. Uh, they they say to Benny. Uh, Tim says, uh, "I'm talking about extraterrestrials." And Benny goes, "Why would a guy need more than two? Which is funny, and it is 100 percent that's curvature of the Earth again. <laughs> no, I think it's. I think it's. Listen. I think I probably thought it was funny because I've been rewatching some early Cheers episodes recently, and that is totally something that Coach would say. So I'm, yeah, that's that's the curve that I'm grading on the Cheers curve. But Coach is lovable. Yes, Coach Coach, is absolutely lovable. Coach wants good for everything. I, I, I he does things for people. Yeah, yeah. Coach would be like, "Well, gee, I don't know, Sam. I mean, I guess I'd sleep with an alien if I knew that it would make the alien feel better and I had a deep connection to it." Um. I I also have you noticed that my that my Benny and my coach from Cheers are just like one is louder than the other and that's the whole yeah, that's the whole difference. Pretty much, yes. Yep, yep. Yes. The man of two voices. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes, that's all, that's all I got from that scene. Okay, then we get uh, some aliens shooting ray guns at us. It takes us to the backyard. Uh, Tim is sending the blimp drone back over to Wilson because. You know why not really get your use out of this thing? Yeah, um, I, I've already but, I've already betrayed his trust. I'll just spy on him to mend fences. <laughs> well, uh, he doesn't mend anything because Wilson shoots a blow dart or a crossbow at the blimp, uh, putting an end to that gag. Thank God. Hardcore and, uh, Wilson, our hero. <laughs> we dissolve to the living room where Brad is watching college videos uh, for Mau- Maui College. Jill comes mm-hmm. in. Um, says something to Brad. Tim also comes in and starts to complain to Jill about Wilson. Uh, and Jill says, well, I think at this point you pissed him off so much that uh, you have to do a gesture. Do some research. Go talk to him. Show him that you actually have taken an interest. Uh, and then Tim just makes fun of that. Yep. So those are two scenes back to back. What do you got for those? 
Tim, okay, well, I, nothing from the crossbow shooting the uh, the blimp scene, other than I guess, well, the home improvement writers sacrificed the cool blimp they bought for that for that bit. I hope they, I hope it was worth it. Um, well, Tim, I got this crossbow from Ted Nugent when we went on a hunting trip out in Muskegon. <laughs> I so yeah, Jill tells telling Tim like I think you really hurt Wilson's feelings. You know, this is. What happens when your first instinct is to make fun of something you don't understand instead of learning about it? And Tim goes, oh, I do that even when I do understand things. And it's oh, like, fuck well, you, Tim. yeah, f- <laughs> that's exactly my note. And then immediately after that, Tim laments that he's alienated the that's one that, person. Don't, don't spend $5 on that. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, okay. Can, can I get it? Five second rule. Give me the five bucks back. Okay. All okay. Right. Tim complains that he has alienated the one person whose opinion really matters to him. And Jill kind of gives him a look, and the audience laughs. And Jill says, what about me? And Tim just goes, what about you? And it's just like... Fuck you, Tim. Just you. It's just coming so fast and furious, like the whole bit. Like, like... Most of the comedy value in this episode, it just trades on like, oh man, isn't Tim a total asshole to everyone around him who's shown him nothing but kindness throughout these many years? Like, why, why is they, why are they doing this this deep into the show? I thought they were better than this. Now, I would hope that they were, but they are not, and this is what we got. Yep, um, I am sending you a photo um, oh. of one of my notes. Okay, and I want to okay. get your reaction to it in real time. All right. Uh, uh, it might take a second to get there, but it has to do with uh, uh, Jill and, and Brad watching the college videos. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, yeah, it, it's it's Seanzilla. Hey, he's back. He's, it's like he's watching the video too, folks. For the, for those of you, yes. uh, for those of you who are not Landon and I, uh, yeah, uh, Sean Zilla is standing right beside the TV, kind of poking out around the side of it as though he is like peeking at it from the side watching the video too. Truman, I got a question for you. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's Hold not a on. question. Wow is a statement. I'm one Okay. Walk through this with me. Okay. Fire walk through this. You're seeing the 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 where the TV is and where Sean yeah. that you're explaining and hooray yeah. we have another Sean sighting. Yes, yeah, something to get us through this episode. Um, okay, that TV and that entertainment center is on a wall. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yes, it is. Uh, okay, and that wall is kind of perpendicular to the wall where people walk in and out of the backyard. Yeah. And that wall is kind of perpendicular to where the fireplace is. Mm-hmm. So are we to take that the wall with the TV on it is basically the audience wall like is, I, is that the fourth wall that connects like over to the garage area i think that is what we're supposed to take yeah because a lot of times we never even see the tv we just see them sitting on the couch looking towards us i oh my god this is like one of those uh uh optical illusions you know that's rotating and you see an inverted face and an outroded face like the layout of this house all of a sudden just feels like german expressionism <laughs> like i can't wrap my head around the layout anymore it's like I, it's supposed to be a square but it's kind of <laughs> just 
trapegazonal. Yeah, well, no, I mean, it's a, it's a type of shape that did not previously exist until Tim put so many <laughs> unlicensed add-ons on the house that he basically yes. did, did ge- uh, you know, uh, geometry science. Uh it's it's look I agree that the the shape of the house is weird and I agree this is enhanced by the fact that we never see exterior shots of the Taylor house but it it still it does make sense like on a show like this one that you know yeah the the walls are in weird places the floor plan doesn't make sense well look who lives here like they're they're just living in in Tim's MC Fair. Escher maze of horrors <laughs> Okay are we Thank you for going down that with me. I would not have survived that on my own. Um, <laughs> do you have anything else for this scene? Uh, no, I do not have anything else for this scene. Fuck you, Tim. Fuck you, Tim is the big one. Uh, we get a UFO transition to a little bit later. Brad is reading more. Mark thinks it's a titty rag. Um, Whoa. I don't know why. Hey-o. I wrote it as a titty rack in my notes and i feel so ashamed that i said it out loud <laughs> i i like it though it's kind of a it, it's like it, it's just sort of a, a slap to the face any listeners who've fallen asleep have woken up now at landon's sudden use of horrible language um i, I, I hate that i i hate that i said it uh, so <laughs> then we go down to randy's bedroom where the scene basically continues where randy is helping tim do some research on ufos okay go ahead so, so the scene with with Brad and Mark in the titty rag, as you call it, so eloquently. <laughs> so it's Brad is looking at this magazine from so Tahiti sorry. Tech, and Mark is looking over his shoulder, going, "Oh, they let a girl I'm walk sorry. around." I, I, I miswrote it. I wrote a Tahiti rag. Oh, a Tahiti rag. There you go. That makes more sense. Yeah, you love that TNA. Uh, you know, Tahiti and academics. Um, so. So they, you know, so Mark is saying they let a girl walk around campus like that. What does her mom think? And Brad goes, she's the dean. And then we just <laughs> immediately. sounds like, <laughs> sounds like a line from a 1980s, like, sex school comedy. <laughs> I, you know, I halfway, yeah, like I, it's like Porky's 3 level or something like that. Porky's 3, they go to university. Uh, I, so. This this scene it's like that exchange and then we just fade away from that to Tim and Randy in the basement. Uh it this brings me back to the Mystery Science Theater episode Girl in Gold Boots where a scene has happened and then we cut from that in the movie that they're watching to a dude like it's a road movie and the, the car is pulled over on the side of the road and the hood is up and he's drinking a beer and looking at the open hood of his car and after 2 seconds it just cuts away from that back to them driving. And one of the guys in the audience just goes, well, that's enough of that scene. Here we go. And um, <laughs> that is what I said out loud as soon as that scene ended. It's like, okay, they just really needed to have that one little exchange about a bikini girl in a Tahiti rag. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so then, yeah, so then we're Tim and, Tim and Randy in the basement where Randy is teaching Tim how to log onto the uh, information uh, mega road, otherwise known as the internet. <laughs> and yes. uh, they uh, find out that there are a lot of websites about aliens. Do you have the specific number? I think it's in the hundred thousands. 103,000 websites about aliens. Do you um, want to know how many search results come up when you search UFOs? I was I was about here to, in 2022. I was I was about to search that myself, but I'm glad you're ahead of me. How many have you got? Uh, 
oh god there's so many commas that i don't know what the number is <laughs> it, okay so million billion okay one billion nine hundred and seventy million hits on <laughs> search engine wow oh my god so you couldn't go through every single hit that there is for ufo in your lifetime yeah like th in this episode it's implied that tim has stayed up all night reading all of these websites but but if the episode were made today it would be like tim is an immortal being with a long beard when he's finally done having having read every website about ufos um <laughs> wow there's there's a well this is florida so take it for what it's worth but there is a ufo sighting as of yesterday in florida oh Okay, well, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the video now to see uh, see if I see, see, see how plausible it is. Yeah, if it's if it's a if it's a oh, uh, fuck that it's a bug. It's a bug. <laughs> yeah, of course it's a bug. It's Florida, <laughs> the um, bug of the U.S. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, but also a place famous for having lots of massive flying bugs and lots of people who are addled <laughs> enough to think that that is a spaceship. Um. Yeah, they, my only note, though, about this scene, I mean, okay, first, it's just always funny when people on this show use the internet. I mean, that's always cool. But uh, the, the big thing I was noticing is that Randy has a gigantic power outlet on the wall behind him. And We've seen I, that before. I know we there was the whole episode uh, where, where he gets the basement room in the first place. Uh, right. And... I don't know. I just I don't remember the I don't remember the gigantic power outlet from that episode. Although if I do recall that that episode also had a lot of very short scenes that made us feel like we were going insane. So maybe that's why. <laughs> that's that's very true. Um, yeah, I mean, you know me. I could pick out anything in the background of of a scene. Um, I, I was more curious about the long maps that Randy had uh, attached above and below the intercom, but mm, you know I'm not mm -hmm. going to go into it. It's a pretty yeah. short scene, and we're getting long in the tooth, so I think we can probably just keep trucking ahead here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's keep on UFO trucking. Um, okay, well, we get a Matrix transition. Uh, what? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> oh, no. green numbers take up the screen and transition us to a little Whoa. bit later. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tim is now coming around to the idea of aliens and UFOs, uh, but Randy still doesn't pay too much attention. Uh, we get a alien shower transition, uh, which was <laughs> weird, to a little and, bit later where and ben, Benny's like, I liked it. I pay I paid extra for that on the OnlyFans. <laughs> it's hotter when the alien doesn't know I'm looking. I hate Benny so much. Uh <laughs> We I've just explored my sexuality. All the participants are consensual, so who are you to judge me? I'm not judging you for your... I don't know. I'm not talking to Benny. Why don't you trick <laughs> my me impression, into this? My impression was that convincing. Also edging into Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Okay, go on. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Uh, we get an alien shower transition to a little bit later. Tim is still at the computer, and him and Randy are, are kind of falling asleep, and Tim... Starts to dream, and I'm going to let you pick it up from there. <sighs> okay. <laughs> well, okay, pr pr immediately prior to this, I will just point out that Tim starts hearing the weird air duct noise and starts getting paranoid about it, which is, yeah. I think, a good callback to when Randy first gets the basement room and is freaked out by it so many seasons ago. Okay, so Randy's asleep, shirtless, ladies, uh, and Tim is dreaming, <laughs> and uh, we get a 
sort of parody of the opening files of opening files Wait. of the X credits. Uh, you know, um, where... can I pause for a second? Yes, and I, I want to go back to the Matrix transition because I just paused it on my screen, mm-hmm. and it's not numbers; it's actual words that. Like they get trapped in a green word box. Oh. And on their two sides, it's just the word capture, 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 over and over and over again. Jesus. But behind them, it says this The alien appeared in a bluish gray, I can't see because Tim's head's in the way, above the barn. The blank, something, 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 26 diamond shaped, something yep. wind. And I got up on the roof and blank, 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 a little closer, blank, 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 fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> this took a turn. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, all of the other details thus far taken from the episode, talking about the 26 little windows on the side of the UFO and everything, that's like details from the script. I don't know where fruitcake comes into this. Oh, weird. And then it, it, the, it does like a, a uh, uh, digital like pull out. And we, like, pull out through the fourth wall. And the fourth wall that would be basically where Randy and Tim are facing just says alien, 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 alien. It was that, a, w- that was, like, a, a weird, like, <laughs> it was that, two frames. I'm surprised they put that in there. That's the uh, that's the, the planned title for the fifth Alien movie, actually, is Alien, <laughs> Alien, 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 Alien. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, go back to the dream. Okay, so... The dream is an is a parody of the X Files opening credits. A lot of like that same kind of color palette and spooky music and shimmery footage of like Wilson and Jill talking about stuff from the episode. Oh, little little mm-hmm. blue man. Oh, alien conspiracies. Truth and is out there. So then we cut to Tim in a smoke filled backyard in a trench coat, sitting at a at a desk. Uh. I'll talk about the nameplate on his desk in a second. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. And Jill comes out and is talking to him, and he's calling her Jilly, like Scully. Or like and Jillian Anderson? I Well, I, I don't think the show is operating on this deep of a level. Folks, This at this point, <laughs> okay. as soon as we see Tim sitting at the desk in the smoke-filled backyard, and I realized that we're just going all the way into an X-Files parody... The cringe became so overwhelming that I paused the episode to see how much longer it was going to be. And I saw six minutes and my soul just died. It was just (laughs) so. Oh, my God. So, yeah. And and, uh, uh, Patricia Richardson doing some kind of Gillian Anderson uh, impression, I guess, very kind of austere and vaguely British-ish. And they go down into the into the uh, basement with their flashlights. Tim hits his head on the PVC pipe, and they then spot a strange alien being, but it's just Randy Ew. lying there with his shirt off. And then he opens his eyes, but they're alien eyes, and Tim wakes up screaming. Oh, I, I just, this is a real low point, folks. Oh, wow. Yeah, this you're you're getting depressed. I'm gonna let me, let me. Okay, I w- I'm gonna say the thing that bring, that brought me life. I want to talk okay. about the nameplate on Tim's desk when we first see him. Let's let's start there, and we'll we'll work our way through a few details. I, I didn't take uh, a I'm lot of you something else. I didn't take a lot of <laughs> notes on this because I was cringing. Um, okay, but he's sitting at this desk, and it's got you know a nameplate like like Mulder's desk on X Files. It says ABC Taylor, and I'm sitting there looking at that like. 
what the fuck abc taylor like like because Mulder's <laughs> in the fbi what is this halfway through the scene i'm still thinking about it, and then i realize oh because Mulder's name is fox Mulder, and home improvement is on abc and and fox Mulder is on is on, Fo- is on, on fox. fox yes but like i they put really more thought into that one single visual joke so, that they never draw attention to than the rest of the episode. So, I I mean, I really appreciate it. Like, I I don't think it justifies any of what happens here, but <laughs> damn, damn solid joke, Home Improvement. You really put one over on me. Ah. I gotta be honest. I At this point, they're doing a direct reference of the X-Files. I wouldn't put the last season above referencing anything from the nineties at this point. Like, I don't know. Nothing will surprise me. Yeah. That home improvement can throw at me. Like if they, they went into a full blown Titanic ripoff, <laughs> like I'd believe it. I mean, I mean, again, I think I've said it before. Austin powers reference. It could happen. It honestly, now I believe that it could. Yes. You, you wanted to believe you wanted to behave. Um, so, I just yeah. also sent you a, another text that was a two-frame thing when a flashlight goes across the screen. Yeah, this looks it looks to be an an alien uh like the the outline of an alien that is that is on the screen when they when they wipe the screen with their flashlights. That's again putting more thought into this than uh than anything else in the episode. <laughs> um yeah, okay. I don't have too much else about this. Uh, I will say in the most respectful way possible, Jill is a redhead. Uh, I'm a fan. <laughs> okay, so okay, so Benny Benny we're going to shame for for having things that he's into, but then you get to you get <laughs> to come out here. Explicit. I'm not saying what I'd want to do with Jill. I'm just saying Jill with red hair. I, I'm into it. It's cool. Okay. Way to okay. go, Jill. All right, fair. Way to go, Jill. It's a solid wig. What kind of lips and eyes and body that uh, would get me going? I'm just saying, I like I like a red hair. Okay, um, all right, all right. And you it know works. what? I'm I'm not going to necessarily disagree with you. So uh, that's that's fair. That's totally fair. Um, yeah. But so this whole scene is just uh, you know doesn't really serve any purpose for the plot just uh it's just some stuff that happens and also we do get jtt shirtless we don't see much of it but we do see a bear uh you know like a bear what is that a bicep or whatever is on his arm the the yeah. upper upper pectorals yeah, yeah the upper pecs no, yeah. no nip yeah no, no nips, nips but but look but the the ladies at home they're gross. they're like maybe they know by now that he's leaving well oh. we're gonna have to apologize for this episode I mean, that's that's the case with most of them. The blanket apology we issue under court order at the end of this show will cover us here, too. Okay, um, all right, good. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, Tim wakes up screaming, tells Randy to put a shirt on, every girl in America is mad at Tim. Um, <laughs> so, then, then we're at tool time? Yeah, we get another alien transition where Randy turns into basically the Hulk coming out of the dream. They scream at each other because... Tim wakes up Randy. Randy screams as well. Then yeah. an alien comes on, turns the channel, and turns it to tool time, where they are doing a segment about anchoring yourself to your roof while you work on the roof. Uh, mm-hmm. And, of course, being out on the roof, Tim brings up the topic of aliens, and Al's like, can we not, please? Can we just talk about the fucking roof? <laughs> uh, and Tim says, no, thank you, and continues to talk about aliens and gets ridiculed. Yep, and makes fun of Al's mom, too. 
Um, Makes fun of Al's mom. I do want, very briefly, to go into a character actor corner for mm-hmm. this roofer. Yep. Tony uh, Bruschetta. He's uh, <laughs> Tony Br- a piece of bread with some olive oil and minced up tomatoes. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> it's a little bit more than that, but uh, I will. <laughs> we don't have time. I'm not going to get into it. Hey, I don't uh, know about the Italian. Dear God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I exhausted all of my impression capacity, all of my Benny stuff. Uh, Bill Farrell is playing Tony. He has 29 credits. uh, The last being The Shield, which I hear is a good show. I've I've heard the same thing, uh, but I've never actually gone there. You know, Shield work. Likewise. Next podcast. Who knows? (laughs) Uh, He goes back to 1982 slapstick of another kind that's interesting yes. hmm. uh but then doesn't work again till 1993 in aspen extreme so he, his first two credits are like what wilson storyline is that's what brad storyline is yeah weird uh he that maybe that's how he got cast in the episode oh well it seems like well, you have uh, you have relevant maybe experience well listen to some of these other belief uh beyond belief fact or fiction that uh um Oh my God! Why am I blanking on his name? The other beard guy from Star Trek. Uh, oh, Riker. Jonathan Frakes. Frakes. God Almighty! Brain. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> we made it up. Um, it's not true. False. <laughs> One of my favorite all-time compilations ever. But what did the cowboy know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny to me. Um, <clears throat> Every, everything. Jonathan Frakes is an inherently comic person because he takes what he is doing so seriously (laughs) but but not too seriously that's the thing is like he i mean he's in on the joke kind of but it's just i don't know there's something i I mean earnest about it the fact that he did the voice of i am weasel on on the cow and chicken uh show that that does show that he's in on it but he he is able to simultaneously convey being totally having drunk his own kool-aid and also (laughs) winking at you and being in on the joke it's very it's masterful acting and a masterful it it really is uh bill farrell though was on an episode of frazier in 1998 so right after this episode uh, Mm -hmm. in an episode called sweet dreams oh god you remember that one I think I remember that one. If that they, one involves Sigmund join Freud, join a protest outside the bookstore. No, oh, uh, no, then I do not. Uh, I do not know that one. But keep talking while I look it up. <laughs> okay. Well, you're gonna have to guess here. Um, he was on The West Wing, uh, a couple other shows like uh, Seventh Heaven and Suddenly Susan. But was he on ER? I'm going to go ahead and say yes. He was on ER. Of his 29 credits, he was never on ER. Boo! That was uh, that was bad. That was bad. I shouldn't have made that guess. Um, <laughs> let's get back to the episode. Yes. Um, nothing really from this scene. I don't even know why no. they went back to tool time. Like again, it's like this scene it does is not complete- progress. This scene is yeah. completely pointless. We have gone like the the plot essential scenes that happen in this episode are Tim talking to Wilson in the first scene after the cold open in the backyard yeah. where he finds out that Wilson. So- uh, knows, uh, you know, has seen aliens, and then it's one minute thirty seconds, and then it's Tim at the hardware store telling the guys, and Wilson finding out that that uh, Tim has told the guys. I'll and s- then, give you an overestimate of that being two and a half minutes, so we're at four minutes now. 
Yeah, and then I think the next scene that actually, like, the the coming scene where Tim is back in the backyard talking to Wilson once again, that is the next plot essential scene. Everything that came between this and the hardware store meant nothing. It's either either Tim recapping conversations that he's already had or just weird goofs and flights of fancy to stretch out the (laughs) runtime. Or or use the magic box to uh, unlock... (laughs) <laughs> the deus ex machina of this episode so that you just get the information you need so that you can end the episode 20 <sighs> minutes later. That would be nice. That would be really nice. Uh, yes, so out back, Tim is talking to Wilson, uh, you know, trying to talk to Wilson as he as he goes around the backyard doing his gardening. Wilson doesn't want to hear anything about it. It doesn't want to talk to him. But then Tim starts uh, talking to him about... Uh, you know, UFO encounters and specific like UFO sightings and things. And Wilson is surprised Tim is read up. And Tim says, well, I figured if an intelligent guy like you is interested in this, then I should probably learn more about it. And then Tim apologizes for making fun of Wilson. And uh, Wilson talks to Tim about his dream about being in the FBI. And uh, <laughs> well, and then, the, well, yeah, and ends well, on and, a really bad joke of saying, you know, Wilson's uh, Tim goes, well, I didn't tell you about my dream. How'd you hear about it? And he's like, I heard it from Jill. And he's like, but I didn't tell Jill. And then they look to the sky. Yeah. Both freaked out. Um, Here's something we didn't mention in the very beginning episode with Wilson. Yeah. This whole alien encounter that he had was when he was living with his parents as a boy in Turkey. In Turkey. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Turkish uh, Turkish UFOs. Um, I mean, there's nothing in the rule book that says Wilson couldn't have lived in Turkey. It's just interesting that seven seasons in, we're still adding to the uh, you know the geography of where where he lived, what makes up his life. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Between Canada, Chicago, Borneo, and now Turkey. Uh, I mean. I don't know. I, I wish that I wish that I had. I I've been racking my brain for something I know about Turkish culture that I can somehow relate to Wilson. <laughs> but as quite honestly, all I know is about uh, I, you know the recent uh, coup attempt a few years ago that uh, President Erdogan put down, and that's not really funny to talk about on a comedy show. So nope, nope. But I did it anyway, folks. Um, <laughs> you reference it. You didn't talk about it. Yeah. Um, well, you see, a, what okay. Erwan did was he started having the mosques oh, do their dearly. call to okay. prayer to get common <laughs> Vito, people Vito, out into the Vito. streets so the military would... Okay, yes, go on. Uh, here's the thing. We've been Monday morning writing, you know, writer's rooming this show for a while. Yeah, and it's basically I, I our job. I think with this episode, I, I just, uh, here's my problem. Now that we've talked it through, <clears throat> and we, we still have the stinger to go and wrap up this whole thing, but... Is that in season one, five episodes into this show, if you had asked me, do you think Wilson has ever had an alien encounter? I would have said, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So seven ep- seasons in, I feel like this is a very just weak premise and that it should take this idea that Wilson has seen an alien encounter and the jumping off point should be much further down the line than where we actually are. Yes. Yes. You know, like like 
something from seeing an alien encounter comes back to haunt him. Or he mentions it, and then if you really want this to be a Tim-centric episode, like, make this a Halloween episode, and that some weird guy keeps coming around Wilson's house after Wilson has told him about having this alien encounter as a kid, and Tim thinks that it's an alien. And then we have the episode where Tim is getting pranked upon, or, like, by the end gets freaked out or freaks himself out, and there's some comeuppance for him. Or, or, you know, Wilson comes over and asks to borrow Tim's night vision goggles or something. Well, why, Wilson? Well, neighbor, it was on this night 30 years ago at this place that I saw a UFO, and I had a premonition it's going to come back. And then it's like Tim and Wilson staking out the woods, waiting for a UFO to come. And there's so many great things you could do with the concept of Wilson having seen a UFO, and they squander it. Wilson is a weird fucking dude. Yeah, yeah. I think he has a thicker skin at this point than Tim going around saying Wilson has seen aliens. And why isn't everyone else on the show just going, duh? Yeah, Yeah, makes sense. (laughs) Like, Wilson. He gave me squirrel meat last week. Wilson has so much self-confidence that he did a, an, an entire performance art show where he like went up on a stage in a loincloth telling stories about his life that was then savaged in the local press. And Wilson <laughs> nonetheless got over that and and forged ahead in his life and kept being himself. And why um, didn't he include the alien encounter in that one-man show? Very good question. I think you got to start off with a bang. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's very strange. I okay. say that a lot, let's go but to the, this is very strange. Let's go to the Stinger. Uh, they're back on Tool Time. Tim is walking out with Grant Hill after hours. Um, basically, Grant Hill says that Michael Jordan and Shaquille O'Neal are aliens. Tim says, what about Rodman? No answer. The audience laughs. Haha, of course, Rodman is an alien. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, Grant Hill doesn't accept or deny the ac- 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 accusation that he's yeah. an alien himself. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then the same... You hear that? Yeah. Do I hear what? <laughs> they, and they looked at this guy. I was going to say, you hear that, that whimper <laughs> in my voice? I mean, I'm just mimicking how the energy of this episode ends on. Yep. Although yep. I do I do have to say, there's one bit of blocking. You know I love my extras in the background. Oh, you, yeah, you love, yeah, no, you love it. You love it. Give it to me. Tell me about the blocking. <laughs> there's just, there's one extra who just walks into the background between, <laughs> between Tim and uh, Grant Hill and just, like, he's wearing a red shirt so he's very noticeable and he just picks up a big box and just moves it to the other side <laughs> of the screen. <laughs> Yeah, if he didn't do it, no one would. That's important. <laughs> that box has to get moved. It just reminds me of that the extra in uh, uh, Casino Royale who's not actually touching the ground with his broom when he's sweeping. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you gotta just you gotta just dust the ground with some good air molecules. You just gotta get get the airflow moving around there. That's what that's what really counts. Real janitors oh, know God. how it works. Truman, what did what? we learn from this episode? Uh, we learned that when somebody shares something personal from their life, you should, A, treat it with respect, and B, when they ask you to keep a thing a secret, you should keep the thing a secret. So I guess we learned that it's important to value the people in your life who you care about. Which, uh, thank God I learned that from this episode, because otherwise I would not have done that. Surprisingly, we've never learned that from this episode, this 
the show once before this episode. So no, 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 never. This is a first. Um, <laughs> yeah. But did you learn anything good? Did you learn anything I did not learn? I learned that you can learn about subjects that you are ignorant about by going onto the internet and typing in that word into a search engine. Yep, and you might find as many as 100,000 search results. <laughs> Which just you could probably go through in your lifetime. Yes, but, but definitely you just have, not one billion. You have to make sure not to be doing research about the thing that someone you care about likes when someone else in the house wants to make a phone call, though, because then they won't right. be able to. Oh, God. We got one more thing. Huh? Yep. The grunt count. Oh, yes. How many grunts this week, Landon? I'm going to go out on a limb and say zero. <laughs> uh, Landon, wow. I don't know if the aliens guided you to that knowledge, but you are correct. I don't know how. <laughs> I read got... it in the crop circles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they do. Uh, they do tend to form a big zero. So that, that fits. <laughs> I don't know how we got. Like, through this entire X-Files parody without Tim grunting. Like, that just seems like a layup, and they didn't do it. It's very strange. Especially the question grunt. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Jill says something, or he he experiences... Even in not the dream sequence, but Wilson admitting he's seen an alien seems like it would prompt a... Yeah, I mean, it. yeah, because... Because Tim is caught off guard by it. He thinks that they're talking about something else. And then Wilson says, no, I actually saw a UFO. And yeah, it's, they're just running away from grunt opportunities now. It's like the person in charge of putting grunts in the show (laughs) got abducted by aliens, not by humans. Yeah. This is something that we can maybe discuss in our super spectacular, which is hurtling closer to Earth. Um, (laughs) Got got to send a bunch of miners up there to put a bomb in it so it doesn't hit us. Oh, oh, I got it. Okay, I thought you meant like young people. <laughs> I mean, that's probably that's that that probably also is a concept for a movie. I mean, or an anime, perhaps. <laughs> baby drillers, <laughs> driller babies—they'll make your astrid explode. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so here's the question, which is, we have very definitively in this episode got old Tim back. Yes. And yet, it does not correlate to more grunts. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yes. That is interesting. He's broken free it seems of like the if grunts. They, it seems like if they were going to roll back the years on Tim, that we would get some of the more aggressive grunting. And I'm wondering if it is a assertion by Tim Allen saying, I, I, we're nearing the end of this thing. I don't want to be known as the grunting guy forever, so I want to stop doing it. I don't want to be known as the grunting guy forever. I just want to be known as the really, like, angry, hateful guy who hurts everyone <laughs> around him gleefully and has to have people explain to him at a remedial level that that's not okay. I want to be, I don't want to be known as the grunting comedian. I want to be known as the sociopathic comedian. <laughs> well, there's a lot of those you could blend in. I, I, yeah, exactly. It was, they were on the rise at that time. Um, and now. Um, okay. Well, so, I got nothing else for this episode. Is there anything you want to mention? Nope. I say let's uh, let's skedaddle. Well, you know what? I realize I forgot to play Secret P- Password to Pee Wee's Playhouse at the beginning of this episode. So our listeners are just going to have to take me on my word that uh, you did not say the word this week. 
mm-hmm. and I didn't lead you there. I didn't prompt you. The word, and I'm surprised I actually kind of made it an easier one, uh, was Spock. Oh shit! I I man, I almost did when I said uh, I said Vulcan or something, but I didn't say Spock. Oh <laughs> you man, didn't say Spock. You got oh man, we I yeah, I was really close, and you were talking about when you were getting us into the deep dive. Well, okay, good thing we good thing we didn't play. I mean, how awkward would that be if I got the word in an episode where you forgot to do the setup? Oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. I, I honestly, I probably would have bit my tongue and just pretended to forget to play the game. I would have known. I w- I would have known that I got it. I would have felt it. The the electrolytes, the endorphins. <laughs> yep. Oh yep. God. All right. Well, let's uh, let's start to get out of here. I do want to mention, as I said earlier, our super spectacular is coming up. That means it's the end of the season, and Ooh. we are going to be taking a little bit more of a break than usual because we didn't take a mid season break. That means. It just gives us more opportunity to bring you some bonus episodes in the interim. So we want to hear from you what you want to hear from us. Uh, we have some movies lined up. I think we're going to do Soul Man. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I decided, though? I Maybe I didn't decide this. I decided to bring it up to see how you feel. Great. Not do the pilot episode of Soul Man, but oh. let's do the one where Brad appears or yeah. the one where Al appears. Yeah, no, let's do that. Yeah, that would make more sense because this podcast is nominally about the TV series Home Improvement, <laughs> so it would make sense to do one that has that that crossover. And also, yeah. probably better to get the show when it has, you know, when it's really cooking, you know, when they've had some time to get that patented <laughs> Soul Man humor going and they've learned all the very deeply fleshed out beloved characters of Soul Man yep. and how to write for them. Uh, I totally agree with you. But if there's something else you want to hear from us uh, beyond those, let us know on Twitter, Instagram, our Discord, wherever you can reach us. Uh, We want to hear from you what you want to hear from us. Okay. Gruntwork is made possible by our patrons. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to help us create the show, consider becoming an official Grunthead sponsor over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod or leave us a rating review over wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the fastest, easiest way to support us and it goes a long way to help others find the show. Stop by to say hi to us on Twitter or Instagram at gruntworkpod or visit our website at www.gruntworkpodcast.com slash UFO. I thought you were just going into an alien language. <laughs> no, I would probably be doing. I I would be doing a voice more like this. This is what aliens sound like. Also, oh, most robots. <laughs> um. Until next week, when we bring you another episode of Home Improvement, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps, and remember, the truth actually is out there. <laughs>